I hope you don't go and you say, oh, I'm a professional procrastinator. I'm always late about everything, you know. I'm never prompt in submitting anything. Yeah. So that's my weakness, sir. I hope you're proud Full of my stop. honest answer. Have no. you been improving? No, sir. I've been procrastinating improvements. I'm very consistent at it, sir. <laughs> Hello beautiful one and welcome back to another episode on the Good Life Podcast with me Noor and me Mizi Wahid. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Thank you so much for taking out your precious time in wanting to learn and grow with us. Welcome, welcome and welcome one once again if this is your... <laughs> 10th or 100th time listening in. How many episodes have we done? We've got more than 100 episodes. See? So probably this is your 100th <laughs> time. So I'm saying welcome to you once again. Thank you for following us and listening to our episodes. We hope you are benefiting from them, especially this series that we're doing about your career. And, you know, your job is important to you. It's important that you feel productive, that you're making a difference in the world, uh, or at the very least in your own um, organization and it's also important to know that you're happy doing what you do so thank you and don't forget to subscribe if you have not absolutely you know we're all about bringing to you um, you know content that you can make use of once that you can actually you know apply in your everyday life mm. right you know we, we we recognize the importance of you know taking care of your mind your body and your soul because when you do that it translates into a good life you know both in your personal and your professional aspect as well yes right? and we are the good life podcast so <laughs> <laughs> it has to translate to a good life. Yeah, mm. yeah. And we're so excited, you know, to be deep diving into today's topic, which is all about, you know, you know, choosing like what sort of company, right, you want to apply to and knowing what is the right fit for your career. So, you know, today's episode, it is brought to you by Workforce Singapore, WSG. It is a stat board under the Ministry of Manpower, which helps individuals meet their career aspirations, uh, you know, secure quality jobs, strengthens inclusiveness of workforce in the face of change. So to find out more, visit www.wsg.gov.sg or mm. you could call the WSG hotline at 6883 mm, Yes. So we have a very special guest with us today. She has actually been a guest before. Yeah. How many times have we actually called a guest twice? Very rare. Very rare. So you are <laughs> rare. I'm very flattered. Yes. And we are honoured to have you once again, Ella. Yeah. So this is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ella Hassan. And Ella is a is passionate about many things, among them numbers and people. And yeah. we're here to talk about people. And this is uh, a person who understands what it's like to be in human resource and, you know, helping organizations to make better decisions. In fact, sometimes she also helps individuals ensure that they get the right fit. So she does regional talent analytics for an advertising and media MNC based in Singapore. And she analyzes the movements of talent within and across industries. And she does lots of research on employee motivations. What is this employee's motivation to join us, right? <laughs> in her leisure time, on a pro bono basis, she conducts resume clinics, exactly like I said, and interview prep sessions for undergraduates as well as senior level talents. And when she sat here in the studio, she said, 
Ustaz, this feels like a job interview. <laughs> no, it's going to be a lot less stressful. Okay, we promise. Yeah, welcome so much, Ella. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with us. We're really so excited to be talking about, you know, today's topic. Um, we want to like, you know, really pick your your, your brain, right? <laughs> Sharing with us, you know, I think especially when it comes to, you know, your, your area of expertise, which is analyzing, you know, Yes. Humans. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love my job. Do, do you like to watch people? I do. I, yeah. I, I you know, I, especially when I go travel, mm-hmm. I like to just sit find down some, one yeah, sit yeah. down one corner, you know, nice park, maybe buy a sandwich or something. And just like, observe people. You know, I people them. watch. Do you sketch them? <laughs> oh, I, I sketch them in my mind. <laughs> it's a very European thing to do. But she can sketch though. She can, oh, she can. Okay. I can't. I draw <laughs> stick figures of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing it too. I think this is something I've been doing since I was young. Um, but for me, it was a bit boring. I, I would only observe people in the library because I used to hang out in the library because I'm such an outdoor person, right? So... <laughs> Um, so this nerd looks, sits in the library and just observes people. When I get bored reading the books, I'm like looking at this, this nyonya, you know, like uh, <laughs> reading the newspaper, tabale, you know, this uncle falling asleep and everything. But it's it's really just interesting um, to observe people. But she goes a bit deeper than just yeah. on the surface. She analyzes, and uh, you know there are many things that you look at, right? Mm-hmm. So Ella, maybe just for a start, before we go into the details. Uh, what made you want to go into this area of specialization? Okay, so I think maybe just get, I'll give a brief overview of my career journey. So I've been working for about six years. Uh-huh. And upon graduation from business school, I was doing marketing. So it's so different from what I'm doing right now. But it's part of the career journey, right? You got to try things out until you really know what is it that you love. So after doing marketing, I did marketing analytics and then I moved on to business analytics and mm. then I moved into HR analytics. And the reason why I'm so I'm stuck in HR analytics is because I love how it impacts people. It impacts mm, the organization. Um, it helps organizations make better decisions in terms of um, their culture, in terms mm. of their benefits. And mm. that's why I, I really love what I do right now. Amazing. But it seems like the one consistent thing is analytics. Yes. So it's always <laughs> been analytics. Numbers. So it's, it's about numbers. It's about data, right? So when I imagine somebody doing analytics, I imagine them sitting in front of a screen and looking at all these charts and yeah. diagrams. So what does a typical day look like for you as a talent analyst? There isn't really a typical day, but a <laughs> typical month. Um, I think we work in periodic like cycles, right? So mm-hmm. in a typical month, um, week one, we'll be preparing monthly data, monthly reports, visualization. I look a lot at Tableau. Um, I look a lot of um, at a lot of internal data as well. And then in week two, that's when I um, oversee the different markets who will be presenting this data to their um, management team. Mm-hmm. And then week three, week four, I'll just be generating more reports for um, any of the teams that's requesting of me. Nor, yeah. does that sound exciting to you? <laughs> it's a lot of reports. It's a lot of reports. I hear reports, reports, reports. Yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting for me because yeah, um, she enjoys I, it. Yeah. I love it because mm. I help people. I'm kind of like the bridge, right? So I'm not a very um, numbers, numbers, because I'm not a very people, people person. So I'm kind of like the bridge. I help layman HR personnel understand yeah. better about um, what these complex numbers mean. So I don't really just work with all complex numbers. I'm bridging it with the strategies. Mm-hmm. So the more people aspect of it, mm. which is very exciting for you me. Help, you help to make sense of the numbers Correct. and the, yeah. the human performance. And all that. Mm. Yeah. So I look into like one, he- one huge Excel sheet and then I 
kind of summarize it up for maybe my bosses. Mm. So that's pretty much what I do. It's not easy though. Sounds yeah. easy, it's not. Yeah, and, and what's inside that, that data that you collect? Like, you know, what sort of data specifically do you collect before you can actually, you know, come up with some concluding report or something <laughs> mm. for the bosses, right? It's a lot of different, there are a lot of different, different types of people data. So one would be um, application data. So we have data as to um, where the candidate's from. Um, where like country-wise and where are they from company-wise? What is the age range? What are their motivations in joining? So all this data we can collect from the application form, mm -hmm. right? And then we also, the next stage of data would be the interview stage, which would be um, how many people actually move over from the screening phase mm. to the interview phase and mm -hmm. then how many are eventually offered a role. Mm. And then we move over to onboarding. Because every one of those uh, stages tells a different story. Yeah. Like one thing tells you, like, is our uh, organization attractive? Because there are a lot mm -hmm. of applicants. That's and true. If, if only a few get through to the interview stage, it probably says that, well, there are a lot of underqualified people out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not, uh, I'm trying to play Ella's role. <laughs> you're so, right. You're right. Yeah. And it could also mean that our, maybe our job description isn't doing its job mm. right it isn't yeah. telling people exactly what is it that we want that's why mm. a lot of people who are not really qualified are applying mm. so this data really really goes down then to it feedbacks to the marketing phase. team and the yes exactly team. excellent okay i think the next question i'd like to ask really is for our listeners mm -hmm. um, sure. those who are interested or have been applying for a job mm -hmm. and they're not you know getting the luck as they say yet mm. not yet you know they've been trying and trying trying Perhaps you could help enlighten some of them um, and tell us what are some of the key factors and attributes do most of these hiring companies look for in a potential candidate? Because there's every, every possibility that this person is completely qualified, but yeah. how they present themselves in their resume, in their CV, mm -hmm. in their write-up or portfolio, whatever, is, is wrong. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not, they're not highlighting the right parts. So what do organizations look at when they're screening through potential candidates? The first would definitely be in their resume because that's mm. the first point of contact, right? Mm -hmm. So in your resume, my tip would be always, always, always mirror the job description. Mm. So if the job description says that they want someone who has a good problem-solving skill, mm -hmm. put that in the first line of your resume. Mm. If they say they want someone with a particular technical skill, put that in your resume as well. So mm. make sure that it's a mirror image of the job description. That's mm. one. Um, second would be prepare, 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 like practice for the interview maybe 10 to 15 times with people. How, how, does, one, how does a person prepare? First would definitely be... Like sit down for, with a friend like this? Yes, okay. definitely. And um, maybe prepare by searching up like commonly asked questions mm. there are a lot of um, these questions even on Glassdoor on specific companies especially yeah. if you're going for a big tech firm or like even a, a typical SME uh, I think there are a lot of standard questions that's being asked especially in the first uh, round of interview mm -hmm. so questions like tell me more about yourself yeah. or tell me more about what you do in your leisure time what are your strengths the most um, common one is like where do you see yourself five years now? ten years um, what but, I, but I heard that some of the tech companies they ask weirder questions scenario based I think questions. they've moved away from they've it they've moved away from um, it okay. as in they've moved away from weird questions to scenario based questions 
uh, scenario based. Yeah, okay. so um, a lot of them they go into like situational um, based questions. Yeah, they would give you a situation and ask you about it. So what I attended an interview, yeah. um, where uh, it's it's something to do with like policy work, right? And they were actually uh, telling me, what if um one day you wake up and then something happened in Singapore. Mm. What is the first course of action that you'll, you'll be doing? So it's just something like that, you know, something that hasn't happened in your life yet, mm. yeah. but they just want to put you in that situation and see how is it that you react. Mm. And most of the time, they don't really want you to give them a solution. Mm. You just want to look at you know your thought processes and yeah. see how are you like as a person the, the actual answer is not really what they're no they don't really want mm. the, the actual answer doesn't matter yeah it could be a wrong answer <laughs> exactly <laughs> because to each his own right yeah like no if there was a comet about to crash what would you do I ask you now what would you do I first thing you do uh, I would probably just freeze <laughs> <laughs> Fail, fail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll be like, um, I would because probably I'm just be. <laughs> so, if Ustas were to ask me that question, most of the time you would have to check uh, whether something like that has happened in the past, mm. you know, and see what's the organizational norm. Because you mm. don't want someone to come and just disrupt your organization. Mm. So, they want someone who, 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 you know, understands the organization nuances as well. So you ask um, the interviewer, is this something that has happened in the past? What did the, what did those teams do? And then you said how you would build up from that solution, maybe, mm. you know. So that a lot of people wouldn't even ask back. Yes, it's supposed to be a conversation, you know. Mm. So as much as the um, interviewers want you, yeah. you also you should want have to asked have me what fit. what size is the comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a tiny like a golf what, ball. What golf color ball? is it? <laughs> how far is it? Um, how fast oh, is it? It's probably going to arrive in ninety years time. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> yeah, okay. so it should yeah. be a lot more conversational okay. rather than um just one way okay so, so cv uh prepare and practice for interview anything else mm, pray for sure <laughs> pray for sure pray really really hard you have to mm. like you have to be in a good state before you you know mm, even going for an interview you have to be calm so just pray as much as you can and leave it to god you know because mm. if it's yours it, it will not miss you yeah and you know like right now we're, we're still in that pandemic phase mm-hmm. right do you see any changes in terms of how you know companies are you know recruiting people, interviewing people? What what do you see? Yeah, so I think on a more operational aspect, everything has moved virtually. So mm. um, for um, I guess for fresh graduates, instead of attending a physical career fair, a lot more virtual career fairs are going on. Yeah. But that being said, um, how the companies are are changing in terms of the higher patterns, a lot of higher fees coming up, mm. or a lot of higher fees that has happened in the past as well. So it's just a lot of uncertainty even in within the organization. Um, so sometimes I've heard of a lot of my friends who has um gone through the first interview, and yeah. the second interview is maybe a nine months later. Wow! So in between this mm-hmm. was actually a higher freeze, but that wasn't being communicated to them. So I think these are certain nuances that are very, very prominent within this pandemic period. Yeah. And it's important that the organizations communicate it effectively so that um, maybe the talents don't get so anxious just waiting for, for a call. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, if you, you do see this trend of like, you know, companies just like freezing their hiring and, you know, poor applicants, right? Here, yeah, you know, they, they exactly. submitted, they went through the rounds and they're like, um, I don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. So what should they be doing in the meantime? Like, do they just still, you know, apply for more companies? Anything different that they could be doing to increase their chances of, you know, 
getting hired. I think before we get to that, firstly, they should be re- contacting the recruiter back again. Oh, email, just send an email okay. and asking, oh, um, it's been two weeks since I went for the interview. How do you find me? Um, how was the interview? Is there anything that can improve on? I, I, I'll, I'll share a story because mm-hmm. there, there was this one lady who applied uh, for, I think it was an internship and I didn't get back mm-hmm. because, you know, in the end, I already hired somebody else and I thought maybe, you know what, I'll just do with one. Mm-hmm. She she contacted us back, you know, like two weeks later. She said, wow. Can, can I check if, you know, I'm still being considered or is it still available? Yeah. Me? And it actually made me change my mind. Wow. And I in- actually accepted her. Yeah. yeah. You know why? Because I, I liked the attitude. Mm-hmm. I liked the boldness. I liked that she didn't give up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that you know, any employee would value. Exactly. Because like, oh, so you didn't get it, so you just keep quiet. Very you know, proactive. Like, mm, very yeah. proactive. So I think uh, for all those listening in, I think we should definitely not give up too soon and don't be ashamed like what Ella said. We should try contacting the recruiter yeah. again. But I think back to your question, Noor, what can they do in the meantime, right? Definitely upskill, upskill, upskill. Um, there are a lot of courses online, on YouTube. There are a lot of courses on LinkedIn Learning as well. There are a lot of free resources out there that people can look into just to upskill. For example, if you know your industry that you're about to enter require skills XXX, then go all out and learn all the skills you can. So even if you have more than what is required, that's always a bonus, right? Who doesn't want that? So yeah, do that. And you can also look into um, exploring other forms of um, career paths. Um, and by doing, and that would definitely help you in understanding better about what is it that you want ultimately out of your career. I have another question following up on this. So Noor asked like, should, we still, should people still be applying for jobs? And how many more should they intensify the number of applications, the number of companies that they send their CV to? My question would be slightly different. Like, if there was a pile of applications, Mm -hmm. how do I get mine at the very top? Like, to stand out? So a lot of the companies, um, recruiters, we use this LinkedIn um, plugin, I would say. It's called the Recruiter License. So in this Recruiter License, we are actually able to search for certain keywords Mm. within a particular CV. Mm. So there's like an AI or or some sorts that will pass out your CV Mm -hmm. or whatever that's on your LinkedIn profile. So this is LinkedIn specific, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is why I said you should mirror keywords from your resume Mm -hmm. into your, uh, sorry, from the job description into your resume. That's one. And secondly, it really helps if you know people within the organization that can refer you in. Mm -hmm. So normally, um, organizations would take that as a, you know, a greater weightage rather than just a fresh new applicant. So mm. these are two methods that can help you get in. Yeah, I can really you know, connect with the referral part because, you know, I, I think I, sh- I mentioned this before, me getting my first job, it was based on mm. a referral basis. And I think if I were to like apply to the, you know, traditional way of applying like the portals and stuff like yeah. that, it would probably take a while to do it, right? So I think if you know people who know people, Mm -hmm. that will definitely be to your advantage. Yeah. And if you don't know anyone, it's fine. Add recruiters on LinkedIn. Yeah. So this is how you get to know people because there are social platforms Mm. out there for you to do that. That's a smart move. Yeah. Probably people don't think about that. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Yeah. So I think it's it's really important to be resourceful, Mm -hmm. be proactive. Be creative. Be creative. Mm. Right? If you really want that job, then, you know... There are ways. Do, yeah, there are ways. Do something about it, right? And what if you were to, you know, state three 
best avenues for people to actually you know find out more about you know what are the current you know job positions out there what are the three platforms that are best for people to actually you know look out for one i think linkedin oh for sure mm-hmm. um second would be um careers.gov i think that's a pretty good platform for you to look for jobs internally as well um but sorry locally as well and the third would be just googling you know mm. for example if you're into like a marketing analytics role right and you don't know what's out there what's available just google it and you'll see the top few searches of companies that's hiring for that and you know to add on to that workforce singapore also has this um, my career's future jobs portal mm-hmm. right yes. because you know we and jobs portal finding a good one it is important and especially one where they're able to provide you know that one stop platform for you to assess all those um, latest job openings and stuff like that so they have the my career's future jobs portal where people can actually check out you know which companies are actually hiring um what sort of like you know job roles uh, it's available again you know like the requirements what skills and even the government support that is available for them to tap on yes and leveraging on this platform can help you find jobs that match your specific skills and competencies more conveniently so if you'd like to find out more about this you can visit mycareersfuture.gov.sg that's mycareersfuture .gov.sg today. Yeah, so definitely something for you to check out because you know, especially if you know one of the questions that you have inside your head right now is, you know, what company should I apply for? Mm-hmm. You know, whether is it going to be a good fit, right fit for yeah. me? You know, you you need to be able to know, you know, like, you know what the company is about mm-hmm. you know what sort of jobs they're looking for whether the skill sets they're looking for it is aligned to what you currently possess and mm. if it's not aligned to that you know you can then be in that position to you know go for courses do something to make sure that you are up to par mm. to what they're looking for mm. yeah. yeah and from a recruiter's point of view um local platforms such as Macquarie's future and as well as um the others out there um well, many times especially with the pandemic situation that we're we're facing right now um we have to hire local mm, yeah. right we don't have the quota to hire foreigners so we look into these platforms to hire and it you definitely would have stand a higher chance just by applying through these platforms yeah. so it's definitely something you should check it out yeah definitely so um ella you know you you mentioned that in your leisure time right mm-hmm. you <laughs> conduct there you are know, resume clinics all these like you know interview prep sessions for undergrads as well as on senior level talent yeah. you know so based on your experience mm-hmm. right <laughs> what do you see are the common areas of help you know that these individuals often come to you with well in in my leisure time i catch up on sleep <laughs> okay back to you ella <laughs> So I do catch up on sleep as well but I just happen to have a little more leisure time. <laughs> so um typically they come to me for um resume editing, um mm. creating resumes even. I think some people in private schools they don't they don't have it within their curriculum to even like create resumes, right? Yeah. So I I help with that. I also help with um interview prep sessions, be it the first interview or the final stage of interview. I I assist with that as well. So typically they need a lot of help in just boosting their morale. Mm-hmm. So some of them are great. They're great on paper. They're great. They have a great personality, but they just don't have the confidence to speak about how great they are. Yeah. You know, or some of them are 
too confident. <laughs> so that's when uh, through those sessions, I tell them to, you know, just chill a little, you know, just um, be a bit more humble <laughs> about, <laughs> about, about it's called humble brag, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think it's just um, practicing with someone who's not the interviewer, right? So yeah. essentially that's my role. Yeah. And how often do you conduct these uh, clinics and where? Mm, just over Zoom, right? Oh. So um, over the years, I've gotten a lot of referrals from friends. Mm-hmm. So I usually just help my friends and then they've referred friends or friends, even their parents. So that's how I get um, all these people coming to me. <laughs> and also, um, yeah, I, I conduct them over Zoom. That's so cool. Do you do like some form of a, a follow-up session or something? Or? If they wish to, yeah. Okay. And, you know, when, when you think about, um, you know, people um, wanting to find the right fit, you yeah. know, with the company, what, what would be some of the advice that you would give them? You know, if they come to you like, you know, Ella, I want to make <laughs> sure that, you know, I, I fit in, you know, with the company. Yeah. And, and when you're talking about fitting in, it could cover a lot of things. Like, for example, um, job scope-wise, mm-hmm. right? For example, even culturally, you know, yeah. for them to fit in with the culture, with the team. So, are, are there certain things that they can do right now to better prep them? For sure, definitely. I think um, to understand more would require a lot of research, right? Yeah. So, you research on the companies. The company. Yeah, read yeah. up. And then you also maybe just you know, thicken your skin a little, ask maybe friends or mutual friends who have worked in that company or who have friends who work in that company more about what the company culture is because you can never tell what the company culture is through an interview because mm-hmm. yeah. everything is the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um, how do you prep yourself with really to understand what are your personal goals and what are your career goals? It doesn't have to be um, the same, mm-hmm. but it has to be aligned. And we check this personal and career goals maybe every three months, every six months, or whenever you feel slightly unmotivated, you ask yourself back, why is it that you're in this role? And mm-hmm. like, what is it that you want out of this role? Mm. Mm. I think those are really important questions that I think often we don't mm-hmm. really ask ourselves, right? Yeah. When we, we just kind of probably maybe get into the role and we just do it and we don't have much, you know, it's self-reflection, true. self-evaluation. I think probably to the point we push ourselves and we're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I am so unhappy. Mm-hmm. So I think those are important questions to ask ourselves on a regular basis so yeah. that we keep ourselves in check mm-hmm. and we don't really, you know, push ourselves to the point that we cannot function anymore and we just make, you know, irrational decisions for ourselves. Yeah, and I agree because um, sometimes um, your career goals or maybe even personal goals would have changed yeah. within even as short as a year, mm-hmm. right? So it's important that you always reevaluate yourself so that you know where you're at at that point in time, you know, because you don't have to be the same person who you were like six months ago, you know? So just reevaluate yourself. What is it that you want? And yeah, just go for it. But, but on that note, right, mm-hmm. some people, they are frowned upon if you look at their CV, they, they change jobs every two years. It's you know, a very millennial thing. <laughs> exactly, it is. Yeah. But some people look at it and why do you keep changing jobs? You know, mm-hmm. so is it really wise to like, oh, I'm not happy here anymore. You know, I want to go somewhere else. Is it okay to do that? Like, if, if you were questioned about mm-hmm. this during an interview, what would be the best answer? I think if you are questioned, it really depends on why is it that you left, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's more on it's like career misalignment, then just be honest mm-hmm. because people want you to have the best job for yourself too because if yeah. you don't have this career alignment in your current role and I'm the recruiter, then you would leave too, right? Mm-hmm. So as much as you want 
your career and personal goals to be aligned, the recruiter wants that for you as well because they want to retain you. So just be honest on what happened. Mm -hmm. um, however, if it's something that terrible that you did, then uh -huh. uh, don't be too honest. <laughs> just try to, you know, play your way out of it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, even if you messed up somewhere else, you want to redeem yourself. Yeah, start again. Yeah. This is an opportunity for you to start again. Yeah. Um, so it's not a bad thing yeah. and it should be frowned upon. And can we be also honest that, you know what, after two years, I felt like I wasn't happy anymore. I, I, yeah. want, I want a new challenge. Of that's course. fine, right? That's fine, that's fine. And maybe instead of just stating what happened, you state what is it that you want to do better now. Mm. Mm. Then that would actually tell the recruiter that, hey, this person don't just tell me all her problems, but she's yeah. actually telling me how she wants it to be improved on. Problem solving. Yes, exactly. That tells a lot about problem solving. Yeah. I've got another question as well. I think this is mm -hmm. also a common interview question. They yeah. ask you like, you know, tell me your weakness. Like, <laughs> like. I like to ask that question. I like to ask what's your strength <laughs> or your weakness. How, especially when it comes to weakness, right? How, how do you say it such that it is not going to shoot yourself in the leg, you know, like. Yeah. I think <laughs> one method that I teach um, people whenever I have these sessions or uh, interview prep sessions would be um, you don't just state what is your weakness but how have you been working on it. Mm. So a very typical um, weakness for introverts would be public speaking or speaking to clients, right? Mm. Yeah. But how are you troubleshooting it? Are you speaking a lot more in like events? Are you joining CCAs that push you to like speak? What are you doing? Because they want to see someone who's working on their weakness and they mm. don't really want to know what your weakness is, you know. They want to know how is it that you're dealing with it? Are you being honest about your weakness? Because a lot of people try to put like a, oh, um, I'm too hardworking and that's my weakness. No, I, I, that's I'm not too what much of a perfectionist. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. No, no, no. They want to hear what your weakness is, but they want to know how is it that you're working on within yourself. Are you fighting internally? Or like, is it a struggle that you're going through? If it is, then acknowledge it you know that's what they want to see out of that question mm. interesting. interesting tips yep. <laughs> <laughs> just be honest like essentially just, just be honest but tactfully I guess yeah yeah I, I appreciate honesty so when somebody struggles normally it seems like people struggle more with what are your strengths mm. like almost ashamed yeah. to admit <laughs> that I'm good at something uh, when it comes to weakness I notice that people are quite okay to say them but again, it's really how you say it. Right? Yeah, exactly. You, I hope you don't go to and say, "Oh, I'm a professional procrastinator. I'm always late about everything. You know, I'm never prompt in submitting anything. Yeah, so that's my weakness, sir. I hope you're proud Full of my stop. honest answer. Have no. you been improving? No, sir. I've been procrastinating improvements. Sir. And very consistent at it, sir. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Have a good day. <laughs> so, um, Ella, sometimes, you know, with the pandemic that Noor mentioned, right, it's ongoing right now. And, you know, the job market, um, is it as bad as what some people think? Right now, it's not. Mm -hmm. um, but it was maybe, if you asked me this, like three months ago. Mm -hmm. So a lot more companies are opening up. Um, I think people are just living with this endemic they say. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, no, a lot more companies are starting to hire back again, but they're very, very cautious with their hiring. So even if maybe um, in 2019, they might have a headcount of maybe 100 or a budget for 100. Um, last year might be even a zero. This year, they might be opening up 50 new job openings, right? Mm -hmm. So they're just a lot more um, prudent, I guess, with mm -hmm. their spending on, mm -hmm. on hires. So for uh, an employee who's mm -hmm. currently working in an organization that they're not completely happy with, 
Um, and they don't have the luxury of quitting their job mm-hmm. because there are bills to pay. Yeah. Um, what is another way? Just uh, just asking for a tip, right? Mm-hmm. What can they do while waiting for a better opportunity to be available to endure <laughs> yeah. the pain and the struggle? For my friends who are going through this, I normally tell them... Um, Take work as just work, right? Don't take it personally. Don't don't think about it after work hours. Mm. Even if your boss is bothering you after work hours, just take it as just work. Mm. No, don't take it as him trying to like eat into your personal time. Mm. Like just don't take anything personally, and you'll mm. be fine. Because as long as you have something that keeps you going in your personal life, work is really just maybe a third of your day. Mm. So yeah, find things to do in your leisure time. Um, and as much as possible try to find something to be grateful for at work mm. even if it's just meeting um the helper in the office who, 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 who who's who always, always so kind yeah who's always mm. so kind you know so always find something to be grateful for yeah I think that's really good advice because I think for those who are going through a lot right now yeah. um, very overwhelming times when they try to just focus on all the things that's not going well the negatives yeah. it life will just seem very dark Right, mm-hmm. but I think the moment they're able to kind of push themselves to see the little blessings in life, like for example, yeah. if I still have a job, pays me to be able to pay the bills, put food it's on my the children. Table. Yeah. yeah, you know these things. I guess it doesn't completely, you know, eliminate the negative stuff that they're feeling right now. You know, the tiredness, the exhaustion, but minimally, it helps them to just ease a bit of that load and burden that they're feeling right now mm-hmm. and help them, you know, push a bit more, you know, the next day and just help them to keep going. Yes, right? I agree. Yeah. So we foresee that within the next decade, our workforce will be entirely transformed due to retirements, growth and occupational transitions that will require major upskilling. Yeah. Technology will also drive change and mm-hmm. disrupt many sectors. So there's a report by Forbes stating that up to 28% more workers will potentially need to switch occupations mm-hmm. due to the changing market demands. So how can people make sure that they remain relevant, Ella, in times to come? And what should they be starting to do right now? What should they be investing right now? Definitely training, training, training and upskilling. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I said maybe um, invest a little more, subscribe to maybe LinkedIn Learning or other free resources out there. Even the government, they're giving a lot of um, free training opportunities out there. Yep. Just always try to rediscover what is it that you're good at, but know that n- no one in the company is indispensable. Mm-hmm. Everyone can be let go at any point in time. So yep. make sure that your skills are always relevant to the market. Mm. For example, if you read in the news, so it's important to read as well. If you read in the news that maybe in the next five to ten years they're going to shut out, shut down a particular industry within the country, right? Then that's when you know that are you at risk? Are you not at risk? And yeah. what are certain steps that you'd have to do right now to mitigate that when it comes? Yeah, I think keeping up to date with what's going on right now yeah. and potentially what's to come, right? Mm-hmm. So that it really prepares you. and It it helps you to take a look at yourself right now yeah, in terms of whether sure. will you have the relevant skills to mm-hmm. deal with what's to come. And Good. if you don't, you have enough time buffer mm-hmm. to react. When you're able to train your mind in that sort of direction, mm-hmm. it helps you to always be a couple of steps ahead. Correct, but I think for some people, it's a bit difficult to get that as well, right? So what I've learned um, in the past year with pandemic and all, um, what I realized is, are you an adapt? Like, like can you adapt mm. fast? Like, can you adapt quickly? Yeah. Are you the kind of person who's very adaptable, you know? 
And this is a very important trait. So if you're not that, then you just have to train yourself in this regard. Yeah. Mm, cool. Yeah. I think adaptability, you know, especially in these times of pandemic, you know, we have seen the importance of, you know, people to be able to adapt to change. Mm-hmm. And those who are not able to ad- adapt, unfortunately, they suffer. They struggle yeah. a whole lot. And it's sad to see a lot of that happening. It is. Right? And, you know, I was just thinking for those group of people right now, you know, maybe they're just like, they're just not feeling happy um, with wherever they are in life in terms of their job roles, right? So they could yeah. be in, for example, um, in an FMB role. And mm-hmm. they decide, oh, yeah, you know, this is not something that I want to do. It doesn't really bring me so much, you know, fulfillment, that, 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 that fun that I'm looking mm-hmm. for in life. And maybe they're thinking about switching mm-hmm. to a whole new different job role maybe marketing mm-hmm. right so for these groups of people if you're thinking about doing a career switch you know especially in times like this it is possible mm-hmm. right and you know with the workforce singapore's um, program called the career conversion program you can tap on this to be able to give you the you know necessary capabilities and the skills to take on those jobs so what happens is that you know you will go through these um, programs oh. where they help to upskill right reskill and you know whatever you know role that it is out there that you want to go into these programs help to develop the capabilities within you to be able to transit into that job mm. well that is so helpful yeah. yeah yeah and the amazing thing is that salary support and cost fee subsidies are available while you undergo the career conversion program so you're supported all the way so if you are a singaporean or a pr age 21 and above who have met the employer's or cost-specific selection criteria for each program, and if you have no prior experience in a new industry you want to go into, this is something that you can definitely consider. The Career Conversion Program by Workforce Singapore. Find out more at conversion.mycareersfuture.gov.sg That's conversion.mycareersfuture.gov.sg Yep, so this is something that you definitely want to check out, the career conversion programs by Workforce Singapore, you know, just to add on to another option for you to consider, right? So I think the moment you are able to open up, you know, your life to more options, you will tend to reduce that feeling of stuckness that you feel in life. So, um, Ella, you know, I was just also reading, uh, there was like this uh, research by McKenzie, and mm-hmm. they actually identified 56 foundation skills that will help individuals thrive in the future of work. And, you know, amongst those are, um, for example... That's a lot of foundation skills. That's a yeah, lot, that's uh, a yeah, lot. for something that's foundation. <laughs> 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 right? Things such as, you know, critical thinking, active yeah. listening, integrity, public speaking skills, teamwork, and collaboration. So, as someone who has been in this field of, you know, analyzing talents, you know, what... What do you think or how can one actually develop those important foundational critical values within them? To be honest, the only way to develop it is to go through it, you know. Mm. Meaning mm. um just don't be just just don't be too pessimistic and negative about a current job that you maybe hate. Because through this job that you hate is when you develop something within you. True. So just go through it and it comes with years of experience mm-hmm. definitely so it's not something that someone fresh out of university they really have all these 56 skills no it's not it's something that we expect um, of someone who's maybe worked for about 5 to 8 years you know we don't expect everyone to have it right yeah. at the get go you know? yeah, so, I, I, I completely agree yeah. and I feel that sometimes and this is what a lot of employees don't realise the tougher the environment 
or maybe even the more unpleasant the experience, you may have developed qualities that you don't even realize yeah. during those moments because you had to be patient, or you had to be strong, mm-hmm. or you had to. Uh, what's what's some of the foundational stuff you mentioned earlier, like uh, critical thinking? Yeah. Um, yeah. you had to force yourself to work with the team, teamwork, yeah. collaboration. So there are a lot of things. So at the, at the end of every, you know, the word is not tenure, but <laughs> every stint, a, a stint of any job, please sit down, reflect, and ask yourself, what did I learn and what did I develop? Yeah. Okay, in terms of skills, quality. But I guess some people they don't they aren't able to maybe pinpoint on that particular skill that they have developed within right. themselves so it's Why? really important I don't know maybe just <laughs> like a self-awareness like a self-awareness yeah. okay. so um, it's important that you maybe sit down with someone and that's why I, I have those sessions you know just to like I've met someone who really thinks that he's terrible at everything just mm. because he's failed at three jobs you know and they're all within less than a year. Mm. And I'm like, tell me, just tell me anything. What's your best memory? What's your worst memory? And then I help him identify what is the skill that he's developed mm. out yeah. of it. So maybe it help. It will help if you just speak to maybe a friend, a close one, on, and then they can help you identify it because sometimes you, you just can't identify it within yourself. Yeah, that's mm. so true. I think just by talking to someone, getting yeah. some feedback, it will just help you to see things Correct. in a you know a different perspective, and the things that you never thought of, things yeah. that you never saw. You're like, oh, you know, this is what I have within me, mm. right? You know, I think <laughs> it's always so hard to kind of list out, you know, the strengths that we have developed. Yeah. We're always so fast and easy to just think of all the weaknesses, the negatives, mm-hmm. right? It takes more time to think about the positives and the strengths that we have. So if you have been struggling to you know think about the things that you have learned so far in your life experiences, um, take that time, you know, spend some time with yourself, you know, do reflection, self-reflection, talk to people, you know, share with them, you know, what you're going through right now, get feedback because I feel that that is the way for you to actually grow from your experiences. Yeah. All right, Ella, it's been a joy having you once again. Thank you second for time. Me. Maybe it'll be the third time, eh? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, maybe one last question before you leave. Any last piece of advice, words of wisdom for all of our Good Life podcast listeners out there? For me, I would tell people just remain hopeful you know like every failed job interview or every failed work experience takes you closer to your dream job you learn a lot about yourself you learn a lot about what you like what you don't like so just stay hopeful and also um for the muslim listeners never miss your duha your tahajud and your isihara you know just keep praying 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 for guidance because sometimes you don't know what is it that's best for you and yeah you kind of need the guidance from god so Mm. yeah just stay hopeful thank you so much so Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, We covered a lot, and I believe from uh, somebody whose experience is to analyse, you know, (laughs) candidates and organisations and try to find the perfect match and fit. Um, We hope that that gave you a little bit of an insight into what happens behind the scenes. But uh, we'd also like to take this opportunity to thank the sponsor for this episode, Today's episode is brought to you by Workforce Singapore. Workforce Singapore is a statutory board under the Ministry of Manpower. It helps individuals meet their career aspirations and secure quality jobs. It also helps to strengthen inclusiveness of the workforce in the face of change. Find out more at www.wsg.gov.sg or call WSG hotline at 6883 5885 6883 5885. 
Yeah, so thank you so much Work for Singapore for sponsoring this episode, and thank you so much, Ella, for joining in another session with us. Really fun. It was really um, nice to hear from mm-hmm. you, your sharings. <laughs> and thank so you so I, much. I, I think Noor is going to pick up uh, doing resume clinics during her leisure time. <laughs> <laughs> Something to add on during my leisure time, <laughs> other than sleep. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, beautiful one, for listening all the way through. You know, as usual, we always do appreciate, you know, you taking out your time and listening all the way through, you know, do share with us, you know, what you took down, you know, takeaways, your insights, share with us, tag us on our Instagram, the good life underscore podcast. So um, thank you so much once again. We can't wait for you to listen to the next episode. So in the meantime, be bold, be beautiful and stay the amazing you that you are. So take care. Bye.